Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Eric Deckers. He is a word warrior, content marketing expert, professional writer, blogger, author, and speaker. Eric, welcome to our podcast. Hi, glad to be here. So you and I share something very, very much in common, which is words. I always say that words are my paint. Now, why did you, or when did you realize that you had a gift for words? It was uh, back in college uh, when I would write my papers for class and I could, I could come up with a paper the night before uh, it was due and get an A on it, where my classmates would work for a couple weeks on a paper and get a C on it. And what did you feel you did well to warrant your A grade? I, I knew how to tell a story. I've, I've been such an avid reader growing up that I knew how to construct uh, a paper in, in this case, you know, to make an argument. I might have to cover three points or I might have to, uh, you know, relate a chronological event. And I knew how to string everything together so it flowed logically uh, and persuasively. It didn't hurt that I was also a philosophy major. So yeah, we learned how to do those kinds of things. Really? Because I took a philosophy class and I hated it because it, it was just so dense that I didn't like it. So when you talk about clear and flowing, I, I personally didn't find it that. So you, you feel that your philosophy major allowed you to actually speak more clearly or write more clearly? Uh, yes to both. Because I, you know, I took some logic classes and we, we, it was mostly symbolic logic, which was, you know, sort of followed and paralleled algebra, uh, but we learned how to construct arguments that, you know, the, the arguments and the premises were unassailable. And, you know, how do you reach a conclusion based on that information? And so I learned how to use that in some of my uh, persuasion classes when I was in my master's degree for speech communication. So let's dive into an example. How do you suggest we can be more persuasive? Is it a very specific, let's say, topic that you are interested in or not interested in? Let's just do an actual example with our listeners now. How, how, how do you suggest we become more persuasive or how can we? Well, and, and I guess without picking a particular topic, I can tell you the technique. It's, it's no, pick, pick, a, pick a specific topic okay. because actually um, it's, it's even better. Okay, I want you to come visit me in Orlando okay. where I live. No. And, and so <laughs> I, what I would do is I would find a particular pain point that you have. You know, if you lived in Indiana where I used to live, uh, you know, winters were bitterly cold and they were wet and they were long. And so I would sort of remind you and maybe even tell you a story about what it was like to be in that kind of cold weather every year for four to five months. And then I would talk about, you know, it, and pull up some details about your toes are cold, it, it hurts to go out just to the car to warm it up. Uh, you know, going to the store is a pain. You know, everybody uh, rushing the store whenever there's a snowstorm and the weather uh, predictions and, you know, buying up all the milk and bread and talk about all of that. And then I would point out the fact that you could come down here in February in 70 degree weather. And I would talk about what are the benefits that would you would have by being here you know there's a health benefit of getting more vitamin d 
by being outside. There's another health benefit by not being around a bunch of sick people. And you get more enjoyment out of being here in those cold winter months when it's, you know, a nice spring-like weather uh, in Orlando in February. And so then I would just take each of those sort of from your most painful or the most desirable point and work my way down to the least painful or the the least desirable, not the undesirable, but out of the list, what's what's the thing that I think is going to hit your buttons the the least? That's that would go last. So hopefully by you know the end of this argument, I have you know given you three or four or five different reasons why visiting Orlando in February makes a lot of sense. Interesting, great example. Now let's dive a little deeper. So why start with the most painful and then end with the least? Uh, that's, that's actually where some of my journalism training comes in. Uh, when you write a newspaper article or, you know, if you ever you want to do an experiment, pick up a newspaper, a print newspaper, don't read it online, buy a print newspaper and start reading. And you will notice that the most important information in any story always comes first. And as you read and read and read, the least important information, whether it's the stuff that happened the day before or you know, a recap of what's been going on for the last few weeks, that all goes at the bottom. You know, newspaper journalists don't lead with that information. They know that people get bored about halfway through an article. And so if you've, if you've got that newspaper, the thing to do is to read each article. And about the time that you feel bored, mark it with a pen or a pencil, and then just stop reading. You're free to stop reading, but mark that point where you think I've got enough information, I don't have to read any further, I don't care about the rest of this information. And what you will find is that it's roughly the same place in all of the stories that you hit that point. Well, journalists know this, and so they have word counts that they have to fill, they have column inches they have to fill, where the story has to be that long. But more importantly, we were all taught um, very early on that if, this is the way my journalism professor explained it. If a person wakes up out of a 10-year coma and they reach for a newspaper and they see your story, this is the first they're hearing about it. And so you've got to be able to explain all that information to that coma person. And so, it, you know, all the stuff that, you've, that everybody who's been aware of the event knows about it, that still has to go in there. But the average reader has not been in a coma, and so they get bored halfway through. So in that same reason, I will write an article where the most important information comes first and the least important and least interesting comes last because I know that on the internet, people are skimmers and they don't necessarily read a complete article. And so I can't have that most important information last because they won't get that far. Fascinating. Now, why even bother talking about the least important stuff at the end then? Why not put something else that's very catchy? Because don't people usually just remember the beginning and end? Uh, yes. Uh, and so the lead and the close are most important in an article uh, for that reason. But uh, it should be in there. You know, for one thing, it helps with search and search engine optimization. Uh, but also there are people who will read that far and they will read that much. And this is where being a good writer becomes important. Uh, if you're a good writer, you can make people read to the end. You've, you've written, uh, you've used the right kind of language, you've written it in a way to be interesting, you've got stories peppered throughout, 
Uh, you're using short words and short sentences and short paragraphs. And, and so people are compelled to read further along in the article than somebody who's a mediocre writer. Uh, they, can't, they can't propel people that far. And so Google is sort of rewarding this behavior now. And people are reading thousand word articles because it's interesting. Really? So if you can, you know, if you can do a thousand strong words, people will read it. Interesting. Now, how does that relate to social media? Do you feel the same structure applies? You have to pull them in really quickly as if they weren't in a coma because social media is just so just in your face every single day, whatever platform you use. Uh, yeah, social media. Now, now imagine the newspaper that you're trying to read and you want to find just a few interesting stories is the, you know, the Sunday edition of the New York Times, which, you know, weighs 50 pounds and requires a small truck to carry it into your house. You know, you've, you're trying to break through all of that clutter, but imagine that much information being available to you every hour. And so how do you break through that? And that just comes from being interesting, being relevant, providing value to your readers. And value doesn't mean here's how you make money, but you know, it's whatever they want. So uh, informing them, educating them, entertaining them, making them laugh, you know, you've got to provide some kind of value. And then I think it helps to be clever and humorous. And so if you can make people laugh and they know that they can rely on you uh, for at least a good chuckle, they'll stick with you. And so you can do that with, you know, with your industry information or with the news or with whatever you're thinking about. If you can be funny, that helps people stay engaged. But at the very least, you have to be interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, all what you say is so important, but I also find so many people are, are not good writers, they're horrible writers and speakers. So one last question for you, Eric, is blog, blog service that you have. You're the president and owner of the pro blog services. Why should entrepreneurs, our listeners are primarily entrepreneurs and executives, speaker, author, coaches, why are blogs so important for their business? It, it does a number of things. Uh, like we talked about earlier, it helps with search engine rankings. Uh, Google will, will visit your website and they'll check and see if you've got new information and they want things that are, uh, that are updated and fairly frequently. And so a great way to update your website fairly frequently, you can either change the website every few days and, and rewrite some of the pages or you can add blog articles. And so that helps. Uh, the other thing that you want to do once people find you online is you want to look like you know what you're talking about. And so a great way to demonstrate your expertise is just to share knowledge with them. Uh, you know, the, I, you know I, can, I can point you to articles that I've done on 12 ways to improve your writing over the year or uh, you know, four words that you should stop using in your written language or five grammar errors or what, what was it? Five grammar rules that we can all safely ignore. You know, things like that. Um, when people see that, they know that I know what I'm talking about. Or if I do articles on content marketing, or if, if, uh, if somebody does financial technology, they can talk about uh, the importance of uh, security and instant, uh, instant account verification. You know, they can talk about those things, demonstrate their expertise in financial technology. And so if they're trying to impress possible clients, or partners or a hiring manager or a, a conference planner or what have you, you can demonstrate all that expertise with your blog. Great. 
Well, Eric, thanks so much for providing some knowledge with us today. How can our guests stay in touch with you? Well, the easiest way, you can find me on Twitter at edeckers, uh, and that's E-D-E-C-K-E-R-S. You can go to my website at problogservice.com. Uh, or if you want to find my uh, newspaper humor columns, I've been doing that for about 25 years. Just go to ericdeckers.com, and that's E-R-I-K deckers.com. And of course, you can just Google me. I am the only Eric Deckers in the country, although there are five Belgians who share the same name. <laughs> and we are all Facebook friends. <laughs> Eric, thanks so much for your time and your thoughts. Have a great day. Thank you. It's good to talk to you. Thank you for listening to our Gifters podcast. If you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com for details.